0: to you it's thursday that means it's time to say hi to steve vines and to invite you to join us on facebook live should you so wish good morning steve good morning oh i can hear you excellent you're there well <laughs> uh i said this morning steve the gift that keeps on giving so
1: take it where you will well i mean you know who she who rather who's the um leader of the Democrats in, in LegCo yesterday said the expulsion of the four uh, members of the, ch- the four Democrats in the chamber yep. marked the end of one country, two systems. I think, Mr. Will, with due respect, that boat has already sailed. I mean, I, I'm sure he knows that.
0: I think they're looking for landmarks, aren't they, very often? And surely to him, this is one.
1: The combination of a process which effectively began with the introduction of the national security law. Hmm. What, what is now being made crystal clear is all forms of opposition are delegitimised. Yeah. And the interest, as ever, in this ruling, and incidentally there's no pretense anymore that it's based on any kind of specific legal basis. The legal basis, as, as has been made clear by by the chief quizling, Carrie Lam herself, is that the National People's Congress Standing Committee can do this because they can, because they can,
0: <laughs> and that's um,
1: and at the end of that. So shut up and listen. But but I mean, what is interesting now is that, that that we've we've reached a stage where violent opposition on the streets is illegitimate. I think we kind of knew that. Um, attending meetings is illegitimate. Making statements, thought crimes have now been made into crimes. Um, conducting yourself um, in an election in any other way than supporting the, um, the government is, is now outlawed. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of ways in which this bullet train hurtling off the rails is in any way still clinging to the rails. And it just is. It's just clinging to the rails. Mm. But boy, is it precarious. But the, the thing that made me laugh most, and, you know, you've got to, you've got to pluck out a little bit of humour in these dark circumstances, is the uh, absurd idea that that the MPCCC, God, we've got to get used to this alphabet of names, um, made this decision because Carrie Lam asked them to do so. Oh my goodness me, Carrie Lam doesn't scratch her nose unless she's been instructed by Beijing to start nose scratching. She was obviously told, you will make this request, we will respond to the request. I, the I, I think, think
0: we all kind of really, we're not, we're not stupid, aren't we? Especially Morning Brew yeah, listeners. Exactly. But
1: I mean, it, that, that line was trundled out. But what I liked about it was this kind of wonderful circular argument that, that she deployed, very reminiscent, incidentally, of the argument she made <coughs> in justifying the introduction of the um, extradition laws which, if, if you remember, she said was a mere technicality. Mm. There was a, a plugging a gap in Hong Kong's legislative armory and it needed to be done. In this case, she said, oh, well, you know, a gap has occurred in, 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 the, in the law because election officials, she speaks of them as though they're people who, you know, she somehow doesn't control. They're civil servants. They're directly under her control. Election officials, she said, had deemed four Democrats to be ineligible to stand for the elections, we so throw them scrapped. under the
0: under the tractor.
1: And so, you know, how could they sit in the current provincial, provi- uh, provisional, unelected legislature if they were deemed in, ineligible to stand for a future election? Well, you know, this is a circular argument. She gets her people to to disqualify them, then she says, "Oh my God, oh Christ." There's been a, there's a, there's a problem here because they've been disqualified from standing for future elections. Why are they still there? Well, they're still there because, uh, Carrie, you scrapped the election. You said that there would be a continuation of the old legislature. But anyway, this is all, all for the fairies. Let's get down to it. What we're getting down to is we will now have a chamber completely depleted of, um, opposition. It will be a sort of NPC, National People's Congress type legislature, where they all have to learn synchronised clapping and synchronised voting. You know, can you, no, no, when you put your hand up, we need, no, 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 a bit high. thank you, thank you, that will do. So, you know, think what will happen in the uh, new uh, purged legislature. You will get the crazy plan to spend all of Hong Kong's coffers on the Land Tower Reclamation Scheme you will no doubt see a a sledge of legislation to impose an even more rigorous political indoctrination within the education system, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the fact of the matter is that as it so happens, they could have done all of this with the existing legislature because Mm. the the anti-Democrats had a firm majority. Remember, of the 29 Democrat legislators who who were elected in 2016, Ten have already been been got rid of. So, so there was no question that any of this legislation would have gone through, but that wasn't enough. Beijing needed revenge on those who had had the temerity to vote for the opposition and to install opposition members in the legislature. Beijing had to make it crystal clear. Opposition is futile and will not be tolerated. Yeah. This is what this is all about. It's not about passing laws or not passing laws. I mean that's all sewn up already this is you know
0: this is history i have a question for you about this steve um sorry i've got a question for you about this and yeah. it's the possibilities here are quite interesting because you may say well everybody's going to be on the same side barring two of course who's sticking around and uh <laughs> everything's going to be hunky-dory but i have a feeling we're going to see a massive influx of you know infighting amongst the pro-government pro-china people because i'm pretty sure they're not all best buddies shall we say
1: well let's 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 look at that. I mean that that is a possibility. I mean there is in fighting in jockeying for position. I mean that 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 much is clear. But ultimately these are people and I I can who know how to behave, who know who is in charge and what orders to follow. How do we know this? Because you look at the way that the liaison office coordinates elections. They issue a list of who can stand and who cannot stand. And there is never defiance of that list. They are, if they're told you will stand in ex-constituency, you won't. We might give you a little, you know, something else to do, but you ain't standing in this election, they do so. So if they're so obedient when it comes to um, the election process, why on earth wouldn't they be obedient in the chamber itself, particularly now? When Beijing has made it clear, if you misbehave, we'll we'll kick you out. The fact that you've been elected of no interest to us whatsoever. We have the power and we have the determination Mm -hmm. to deal with anybody who, quotes, misbehaves. So I think the scope for them misbehaving is minimal. The fact that some of them will jump up and down every now and again because they like jumping up and down every now and again is frankly Neither in or there.
0: Do you reckon, Steve, that the growing list of sanctions, etc., is actually going to make any impact? Mm-hmm. Matthew Chung was very animated about this the other day because usually they say, doesn't matter who cares about these silly little rules, but he used some pretty strong words.
1: Well, he said he said that the sanctions... You're talking about the US sanctions... The latest on, bits. On the yeah, for more people. Yeah, for more people having been sanctioned. He described as barbaric.
0: Yeah, so usually it's, um, oh, we, who cares? Well,
1: that, that's incidentally, that's just echoing what was said in Beijing. But, you know, as ever, that's what happens nowadays. Barbaric, I'm just looking at that word. Is that more barbaric than arresting 12 Hong Kongers, keeping them in detention, depriving them of legal representation of their choice, depriving them of contact with their families? I mean, the list of what's happening on that front is, is long. Is this really barbaric? Well, what's it's interesting just the word is,
0: he chose to use. I mean, there's no point. I, well, it, he about didn't that.
1: choose to use it. Beijing told him to well, use it. They think. just <laughs> used it before. But what I'm saying is, you know, you 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 can jump up and down, and you can say that it makes no difference, which is in fact what Carrie Lam said when she was sanctioned, and what the others have said. And then you're saying it bar- it's barbaric. Well, it's one or the other. It either makes no difference or it's barbaric. Make your mind up, boys.
0: It has been suggested that the choice of words kind of depends on how much interest in going to the states various characters have and that's only human nature
1: i think uh, i think the choice of words kind of de- is determined by by what words have been used in beijing and what are going to be uh, echoed down here uh, honestly
0: barbaric though what what whatever happened to who cares and you are you know we don't care about you america do what you like do your worst but to say well, something like barbaric means I mean,
1: they can't get their story straight they say, we don't care, it makes no difference, and then they say it's barbaric. Well, you know, usually barbarity does make a difference. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I know you, I know what you're saying. But <laughs> anyway, my question was, what do you reckon they're drip-feeding these san- sanctions? Are they having much teeth? I mean, actually, we're not going to know because it's to do with people's personal lives.
1: Well, I, I, I think the sanctions are part of a, a, a bigger process. I mean, there's the ending of extradition agreements between Hong Kong and other jurisdictions. I see two, two more countries have, have joined that yeah. process um, in the last week. There is the steady, um, how can I put this? There's the steady. There's this steady impression being created that if you want to be in a secure, predictable, and safe center to conduct international business, Hong Kong almost certainly is not going to be the place you're going to set up a new...
0: So, so we're kind of talking about cutting off noses to spite faces here. and
1: Well, as ever, I mean, as ever, in the Communist Party, um, philosophy, control comes first, consequences come second. So, you know, it's always been party before profit. In this case, it is, um, oh, well, yeah, Hong Kong, yeah, they can go. We're, we're, we've got we've got oh. a great big financial center in Shanghai we've got a great big technological center in shenzhen Hong Kong full of unruly disruptive people you know frankly they're a pain in the do jars um, but what about the notion of money
0: Steve hitting people in the pocket and stuff that's the like that's the lingua franca in this part of me? the world
1: but the point is that uh, a, alongside that indifference, I mean, this is why things are so complicated. Very. The, the the Communist Party is is staggeringly cynical. They always believe that at the end of the day, all that matters to overseas com- countries and companies is whether they can make a profit or not. Yep. Uh, they may well be right about that, incidentally. But the fact of the matter is that overseas governments and indeed shareholders in overseas companies, as we've seen in the case of HSBC, are concerned about other things. They do have a value set. They are concerned about the conditions in which companies can operate within China, and Hong Kong, of course, is part of China. And, you know, if they have some business to be conducted with China, they may well conduct it via Hong Kong. Why not? If they have some international business that doesn't involve um, China, they may well say, I think we better go somewhere else to do that.
0: For a long, long time, very much it's been kind of bite the bullet and do business. But do you think that's changing now?
1: I think it has never been that simple. I think that that, um, governments and companies have a a greater awareness of, of, of social responsibility than they had in the past. And, you know, this feeds into a more general picture It doesn't just apply to Hong Kong and China. It applies to how they conduct their businesses in their own jurisdiction. So, yes, I do think it is changing. Mm. And, and more fundamentally, I think that there's a massive miscalculation in Beijing, which is born of the kind of extraordinarily sycophantic attitude that international business has demonstrated in its dealings with the Chinese government. They think, you know, they're a bunch of poodles, you know. They love it when Mark Zuckerberg of of Facebook, for example, goes up to Beijing and tries to speak to them in Mandarin, and they all snicker, they go, oh, he's even trying to speak our language. And then he says, and I tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give you Facebook likes so you can control it. And they go, Oh, what a extreme that guy is! And then they say, tell you what, um, do something which ends with off. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, listen, also, what do you think on social media? Many, many outpourings from people we know, the last governor, etc. Um, representatives, advocates from different countries. And what do you think? When, you know, we've had this already over the past 24 hours or so. We have some guys in, in London who are saying, well, we've just escalated from, I say, to let's have a cup of tea and...
1: Well, it's noise. And as long as it remains at the level of noise, nobody will, will um, pay much attention to Well, nobody in Beijing will pay much attention to it. But ultimately, this noise <laughs> becomes something other. You know, Hong Kong doesn't have natural resources. You know, nobody comes here to, 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 to get oil or to, you know, <laughs> to get a, a gold mine. Hong Kong lives and dies on its reputation. And the more the noise detracts from the reputation, yep. the more the future of Hong Kong as a commercial centre diminishes. That's, that's the fact.
0: Ah, tell me what you reckon about the made in China versus made in Hong Kong at this stage of the game, knowing what we do now. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, well, you know you, you know the backstory to this one, so but it is kind of weird. Made
1: in Hong Kong, it doesn't really matter. So, but what I'm saying is it adds to the perception of, of Hong Kong as not being a suitable place. In the way that it used to be, not the kind of attractive place. When you have the Canadian government saying that they're putting in place evacuation plans and for the three hundred thousand Canadian passport holders who are here, I've never heard that ever, ever heard anything like that mentioned before. Mm. So you know, you it builds and it builds and it builds, and 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 at the moment it's all being just uh, you know dismissed as noises off. Noises off matter when they consistently mount and that that's what's happening you know in it's not just in the united states where you've got sanctions against hong kong it's among countries and this is what's really interesting it's among countries that have made an enormous herculean effort to um, forge closer relations with the prc i'm thinking about japan i'm thinking about australia Mm. these countries are now saying you know what We're going to have to rethink
0: this. All right, we're going to have a quick break for the news. Uh, Chew it over. Message from Bright says, if China's plan is to concentrate more on itself internally, then Hong Kong is not going to be so important. He speaks sense. Right, we're on Facebook Live if you want to join us. Nearly time for us to get to the news. So before we move on, Steve, what about Bright's little comment there? If China's plan is to concentrate more on itself internally, then I guess logic says that other things are going to go by the by.
1: Well, yes. I mean, it, it, in fact, the five-year plan that was was announced last week makes clear that that is the intention. China should be more self-reliant, less focused on its export-led industries, um, should be developing resources within the nation.
0: Is this because doors are closing in various places around the world, especially with technology?
1: It is. It's a pragmatic response to to the reality that, that these great famous supply lines that China had with the rest of the world could well be diminishing. And it works both ways, because, of course, China is very worried about the shortage of of computer chips, which they're now facing because those supply lines are coming into China as well as going out. Sure, so we forget about that, don't we? We do. We do. And, you know, within this, because we, we need to be very clear about what's happening within this, I think Hong Kong has a role within China, but does Hong Kong have the international role that it that it once had? That's what is doubtful. What is Hong Kong's utility to the rest of the world in business? That, that's what's in question. Mm. And, you know, if, if Hong Kong becomes a commercial centre for southern China, say, although that's not even clear that that will happen, But if that was so...
0: Wouldn't that go up the road a little bit to the Greater Bay Area that's being picked up?
1: Indeed, my very favourite place, the Greater Bay Area. I haven't heard that for a long time. As I call it, GBA! I love it. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I mean, you know, let's not be apocalyptic about this. It doesn't mean Hong Kong has nothing to do. There's still wicked things, yes. It has a shrunken... Uh, role in, in the global economy, which, of course, is, is to those of us who, who are deeply embedded in Hong Kong, is very sad. We want Hong Kong to have a great blossoming future. But, you know, that doesn't seem to be the plan at the moment. Incidentally, I mean, <laughs> I've got to point out, you know, last week, um, Carrie Lam was in Beijing. And remember, she postponed her policy address Mm -hmm. on the grounds that she had to make this Q visit to Beijing and she'd come back laden with all these financial goodies that would help Hong Kong's ailing economy. Um, First of all, she was only allowed to meet the second tier members of the leadership. I mean, all this business about her meeting the bosses, that's kind of out the door. And where are all these economic goodies? You know, do you seriously we'll find out, think won't
0: we in next week or whenever? Well, it is, let me
1: let me ask you the question: Do you seriously, for one nanosecond, believe that if all these fabulous things were offered, we wouldn't have heard about it? Honestly, it's it's for the fairies. It really is. I mean, she personally is treated as as you know, the postman who who's arrived without the letters, and the attitude now towards hong kong by the leadership is oh they'll do what they're told let's not bother with talking to them they'll give us some them some instructions and they'll carry them out in the best way they can that carrie woman, she's not really very good but we don't really have anybody else at the moment you know that's where we are do you reckon
0: that hong kong at the moment is is really infuriating (coughs) infuriating the authorities because Chucking bread and circuses to your average Hong Kong person doesn't really make the difference that it would elsewhere. That's like, yeah, we'll take one for the team. Big deal, we don't get another multinational. We want happiness, etc.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I've always had high regard for the intelligence of people in Hong Kong. And we saw during the, um, we're still in it, the coronavirus crisis.
0: Yeah, we may be so in it a bit have, more as well, if indications are correct. We may indeed,
1: but, you know, we've we've seen these hack-handed government attempts to dole out money to citizens, um, including the the, the one-off cash payment, which was a scandal. Um, And, you know, people say, all right, we'll take the money. But you're still a bunch of <laughs> yeah listen um steve bright on a, on a family radio station
0: <laughs> bright's on fire this morning but i've just read his message here he's on facebook live interesting always well done he said i would suggest those who have just resigned go and take a good holiday by themselves in china and travel all over second class in local hotels and understand the mentalities of the people and how big it is then their attitudes would change on paper bright brilliant but how many of them are actually not not allowed to go
1: or how many of them still have their re-entry or, permits?
0: Da, da, da. How many you. of them,
1: if they have their re-entry permits, uh, wouldn't be facing a rather longer stay in China in, in a confined You know what circumstance. he's getting at, though. I mean, you know... I know what he's getting at, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think the people who've been expelled from LegCo are under any illusion of what the circumstances are on the mainland. I think what they're saying, and what a lot of people in Hong Kong is saying, is, oh, by the way... Hong Kong is a special administrative region of China and was supposed to be different. It says so in the law.
0: All right. Just to wrap this up, Steve. I mean, many, many things going on at the moment. This, whoa, it's just going so fast. It's not funny. It's a very different place. But is a lot of this not to do with stability, et cetera, et cetera? Is it quite simply because at the moment Hong Kong is in the naughty corner?
1: Yes, I think I, I mean, I don't think that's a, a, an unreasonable characterization. One thing that the Communist Party always does is if you defy them, you have to be punished. I think that's really a major part of what's going on, punishment. That is why people have to be thrown in jail, people have to be denounced on anonymous hotlines, people have to be kicked out of their jobs, etc., etc. That's one aspect. The other aspect is that through punishment you exercise control. So it's not just vengeance it's vengeance with a purpose. The purpose always is control.
0: But then you get a lot of the young people here who say, essentially, I know you're going to lock me up and do whatever to me. Bring it on.
1: Well, that's and, and of course, the problem with with delegitimizing peaceful opposition, writing in newspapers, um, participating in elections is you make no distinction between that and violent activity against the regime. So what you're basically doing is radicalizing people, not making them more obedient. I mean, you may, ma- you may manage to dampen the fires of, result, mm-hmm. of, of revolt, rather, but you don't do it permanently. And by the way, in case anyone is in, in any doubt, what Hong Kong is also creating is big universities of rebellion. By throwing so many dissidents into jail, this happens every place that, where this has occurred you create universities of dissent. And there is no exception to that rule, and Hong Kong should know that if you fill up the jails with literally tens of thousands, because that's like-minded the number of people. people. You will get a result. Mm. Let's talk about um, oh, perhaps the result you
0: wanted. you got it. A couple of the little things here. Somebody's just popped us a message up there saying the more the USA shouts, I'm sure visas will go up in price again. We've got these little jabs and visa prices for foreigners. I mean, um, that's that's a small consideration, but it's a barometer.
1: They will happen. I mean, yeah, there's there's all sorts of unexpected uh, repercussions from this. Yeah. And, and incidentally, I mean, just, just one we didn't touch on before, but let me just throw it in. Mm-hmm. When you have um, the new MPC LegCo, you will also see very rapidly the government's introducing its its master scheme for emptying Hong Kong's coffers through the massive Lantau Tomorrow Reclamation Program, you know, the great, the great gift that keeps on giving to property developers. That will go through. I mean, it, it, it's horrendous consequences for Hong Kong's environment, horrendous consequences for Hong Kong's financial stability, horrendous consequences for the whole way of organizing what is essentially one of the prime tasks of government, which is to house and maintain the, the if you like, the happiness of the population in a, in a sensible and orderly way. Hmm this 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 project puts all of that at risk and you know in a in a tame puppy dog sorry to puppy dogs i like puppy dogs but in a puppy dog ledge curl that will go through on the nod
0: i still i still ha- yeah i still i still have this sort of niggling thing that i said to you earlier about you know the the destructiveness of infighting amongst people who are supposed to be on the same team let's see especially when it comes to that issue steve We'll make, a $2. Mad $2. we'll make a mad
1: two-dollar. We'll make a mad two-dollar gamble on that. <laughs> All right, you're on. All right,
0: time for a couple more.
1: Very quickly, um, talking of, of, of um, uh, and these are very disjointed thoughts. Um, I'm glad to see that journalists in the mainland are now um, subjected to a test on Xi Jinping thought. I, I just mentioned that because I think it would be a good test for those of us here. You know, do you know what what the great leader thinks? Um, have you read the book? Can you quote? Can you can you recite accurately um, everything the great leader says? I mean, you know, it's, it, it could be coming this way. Is this, is this it, an
0: unconnected issue, Steve, that you're just bringing up here? Because everything seems to be connected in some way to yeah, everything no, else. I know. was
1: I was when I said unconnected, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Another unconnected thing, but I think this actually is unconnected. Is uh, we just saw, and this is tells you a lot about the way the Hong Kong system works. We just saw that the two big, well, the two big, the only two, the two monopoly electricity suppliers have generously agreed to freeze prices for the coming year. Now, remember, every time they put up prices, they justify this on the grounds that fuel costs have increased, oil prices are rising, gas prices are rising. Therefore, we have no alternative. But to rise to to raise market our prices forces. to the consumers. Yeah. When oil and gas prices are going down, strangely, <laughs> oh, it's like rent, isn't it? That that doesn't that, that 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 theorem of of how things work doesn't apply. And when you're talking about market forces, of course, market forces don't apply because they're mon- monopoly suppliers. You you can't if you live in the new territories, you can't say oh, I tell you, I'd like to get my electricity from somewhere other than CLP. If you're living on Hong <laughs> Kong Island, you can't say, oh, I don't like Hong Kong Electric. I'd like, you know, blogs to supply my electricity. It's a monopoly. Yeah. It's a government-controlled monopoly. And the government sits in the background going, oh, yeah, oh, this is all very common. Oh, dear, oh. I'll tell you what, we'll do nothing. Yeah, so They're very good at that. How do you reckon
0: everything that's happening at the moment is going to affect people here, just the day-to-day stuff you've talked about the electric companies let's talk about rents let's talk about travel expenses let's talk about this is it going to have any impact in your opinion at all i mean landlords are always well, at the top of the target list
1: let's actually this this is this is perhaps the point is it not um let's let's not start at the top of the tree let's start at the bottom of the tree we have rapidly rising unemployment and remember, at the end of November, the government subsidy scheme to various companies comes to an end. The unemployment figures will spike. This isn't some clever economic modelling prediction. It is an tr- absolute certainty. Unemployment will spike. You've got high levels of unemployment, much higher than the 6%, which are indicated by the official figures, because they don't take account of the great great legion of part-time workers in Hong Kong so that for people in Hong Kong who are poor, the stark reality of even greater poverty, remember 20% of the population already live below the poverty line, the stark reality of poverty is going to come closer. For other people, so-called middle-class people, they're not going to be getting um, wage rises in the coming year, that's inconceivable. Much more likely they'll be seeing their pay curtailed. It's going to be a really, really tough time. And you have a government that has no idea, no idea whatsoever yeah. how to deliver.
0: I'll tell you what, Steve, I'm practising my burger flipping skills, that's for sure. Can we, can we wrap <laughs> up
1: Can we wrap up with a couple of... I'm in the catering industry, there's nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with burger flipping. Me. Can I just say
0: that? Let's just, just wrap up with a couple of little ones. First of all, um, yeah, hello, Pinky, he says, oh, we're a totally different topic. Um, Some good news. He says Australia, especially Victoria, should be congratulated in fighting the virus. It was hard work by everybody, but it paid off. Well done. Random. But you're absolutely right. These guys have come out of the gunge into the blue skies now, they? had a very, now, they had they?
1: A very long lockdown in, in, in Victoria, particularly in Melbourne. So,
0: yeah. I yeah. Mean, hey,
1: let, Let's take the good news where it is.
0: Well, we really must, Steve. And also um, a question once again from Bright, who's on fire today. Um, on the thing about electricity bills, he says, what happens to the erection of all the solar panels and the NT village roofs? Now, I don't expect you to know this, but it's a knock-on. Now, we've been told, get solar for a long time. A lot of people have been really good citizens and they've done it. Have you got any
1: ideas? What what is the future of that?
0: Yeah, he says what happens to the erection of the solar panels. I'm assuming, Bright, that you mean with um with relevance to the freeze and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, I mean the 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 interesting thing about that is that it is in fact an attractive economic proposition it's a very cool for idea. households because not only can they get free electricity if they invest in solar panels, but they can sell some of it back to the system mm. I mean this is something which is very very small scale at the moment uh-huh. and could well grow but I'll tell you what the problem is yeah to invest in this is really really expensive <laughs> no, no kidding so <laughs> at a time when everybody is cutting back you know when wages are being reduced etc cetera, etc cetera, are people going to make this massive investment gamble true true on solar panels and remember that means you've got to stay in those premises for a very long time to get your return on that investment. And people in Hong Kong, as we know, move about a lot. So it's, it's a great thing. I'm all in favor of it. But let's look at the practicalities. I'm not sure. How many people, at the end of the day, particularly right now, yeah. are going to make that kind of large investment?
0: And just before we say goodbye, hello to Steve H, who says, "How does Steve think Trump will eventually leave the White House willingly, or with the help of U.S. marshals, or I would add, in white coats?" Anyway, what do you reckon?
1: I, the simple answer is I don't know, but my <laughs> guess, my guess is. There'll be sound fury. There'll be, you know, there'll be tantrums. There'll be banging on the floor. And at the end of the day, the back door will be open and he'll go out of it.
0: Steve, let's leave it there. Love your work. We'll talk again next week right here on The Morning Brew. Thanks very much to Steve fines